with as many teams as the Big Ten has in the NCAA tournament conversation, there's every single day more games to recap and preview that'll have key, key impact on the latest bracketology. You are locked on Big Ten, your daily podcast on the Big Ten Conference, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey there, thanks for tuning in to Locked On Big Ten. I'm your host, Nate Dickinson. Coming up on today's show, we're going to preview the games from last night in Big Ten basketball and also get into the games that we have coming up tonight here in the conference. A couple of good games to go over. Penn State blown out by Rutgers and Illinois, even though the final score didn't quite indicate it, took care of Ohio State pretty easily too. We'll dive into both of those results here on the program today. Also, We've got coming up later on a look at everything going on in Big Ten news. Before we get to any of that, though, this episode of Locked On Big Ten is brought to you by FanDuel Sportsbook, official sportsbook of Locked On. Make every moment more. Visit FanDuel.com slash Locked On today to get started. Again, coming up on the show, we're going to preview the day's games in the Big Ten. But first, a review of what we saw last night on the hardwood. Let's start with the big blowout on the final score. Rutgers absolutely dismantles Penn State. Final score 65 to 45 in that matchup. And the Nittany Lions just were not hitting shots. Uh, You could point to a whole bunch of things that Rutgers did well. And to be fair, the Rutgers perimeter defense was good in this game. But at one point it was three for 19 that Penn State was shooting for three at this game. And To Penn State's credit, there were points where if it had been shooting well, like Penn State went on a run right out of the halftime break where they'd cut things down to, I think, as close as like six or five, and they just could not hit shots. Rutgers had a couple of big runs, went up again, and the Scarlet Knights really had chances to lose this game. Penn State did not take advantage. I mean, 45 points as a whole tells you that really in a nutshell. But it was really, really bad on the Penn State side. Rutgers, on the other hand, relied heavily on working inside, which was a little bit of a surprise for me. But you had the guys inside for Rutgers like Omori and also Mulcahy. Those guys dominated. Uh, Mulcahy had a couple of different moves in particular where it looked like he just was playing with his defender from Penn State. It was not a good defensive effort for Penn State. And I think the biggest key that I saw here was that One, Rutgers was the better team, but it did the things it needed to to be most likely to get the win. I guess what I'm saying is it realized that it could go inside on Penn State. It went inside on Penn State early, and once it started working, it did not get away from that. Kept on pounding the ball into the post. Penn State kept on not being able to stop it. And it was at one point, I, I think it was when 22 points from Rutgers had been scored, 20 of them had come from inside the paint, and that was while Penn State was still struggling to find any sort of shot from three. So the script was pretty much from the beginning. Rutgers getting good looks inside, Penn State missing their looks from three, and give Rutgers defense some credit, there were also some good looks that Penn State got here too. So Penn State as a team shoots four for 26 from three-point range, I don't think you really turn down how many threes you're taking all that much. It was decent looks that Penn State got. They just were not falling in any way whatsoever 
15% from three, 33% from the field, you're going to lose most of the basketball games you play doing that. That's just the way that that one works out. And Rutgers, as a team that is establishing itself in the Big Ten, picks up another quality win against a team that's right on the NCAA tournament bubble. No new updates from Joe Lenardi since that game has been played, or at least at the time of recording. So we'll see where it ends up putting Penn State in his latest projections. In the other game, this one finished as just a nine-point loss for Ohio State, 69-60 to in favor of Illinois. But Man, there were times where it seemed like those two scores could have been flipped. Penn State could have been the team that lost by nine, and Ohio State could have been the team that lost by 20. Illinois was, when it was working quickly, just easily too much for the Buckeyes to handle. And that's concerning if you're an Ohio State fan, I think. But if you're an Illinois fan, I mean, you have to be happy with, one, that, the fact that this is a high-paced team that likes to get out and run and was doing it really well at times yesterday, but also... On the defensive end, Illinois was creating those fast break opportunities. And after taking the beating the line I had before to a team like Indiana, it was really nice to be able to see and be able to say, okay, yeah, that was really rough, but at least, hey, we have some sort of presence inside because Illinois showed it in this game against Ohio State. Uh, it's elite when it's working. And we saw it working in a big stretch in that second half for Illinois that made you be like, okay. This is a team that can be really good when it's clicking, but when it's not, it's still really, really sloppy too. And that's going to be the yin and the yang with Illinois this season. Uh, last year, it was more of that, but you had a little bit more of a stabilizer in there in Kofi Coburg. Now it's going to be a whole lot more, I think, of the two extremes. Either Illinois is looking really good, like it did at times in this game, or Illinois is looking really bad, like it did when it played Indiana. So it, it was a Great game, honestly, just to watch. A really fun game to watch. Shout out Andre Hyatt, who had a pair of dagger threes, put Rutgers up 13. That was just the note I had as like the difference maker. Illinois was too fast for Ohio State. And it looked like the Illini were clearly the better team in that game, which if you're asking me why I'm concerned, it's because Ohio State, I don't think, is that clearly worse than the Illini. They just didn't seem like they were up for it in what we saw in that game. So again, no new updates from Joe Lenardi after those matchups happen, but we will see what ends up being the result of two losses from two teams close to the bubble, Ohio State and Penn State. As far as today on the schedule, we're going to preview the biggest of games, but as far as what matters most to keeping Big Ten teams in the tournament, a team in the last four in Northwestern is on the road at Nebraska tonight, and nine-seed projected Wisconsin is at 11-seed projected, and in the next four in Maryland later, too. We're going to get into both of those games and everything else that you need to know going on in Big Ten news in just a minute right here on Locked On Big Ten. But before we do that, a reminder that the NFL playoffs are here. Probably don't have to be reminded about that. And we're really excited about our new sports betting partner for Locked On because they're the number one sports book in America, FanDuel Sportsbook. And if you're new to FanDuel, that's even better. They have so many great features that make betting on sports fun and easy. And they've got a great offer for new customers, too. If you join today and get started, you can get $150 in free bets guaranteed when you place your first $5 bet. Just sign up at FanDuel.com slash locked on. FanDuel has all your favorite bets from the money line to point spreads, player props, anything that you want to put a bet on. Plus, if you combine your bets, you can take a chance at a bigger payout with even a same game parlay, something that FanDuel 
is the innovator on. If you want to bet on the latest Big Ten games, we'll talk about the lines from FanDuel for the games coming up today in just a minute. And also, I've been hot too, so we'll talk on that later. Get over to FanDuel.com slash on and get that big bonus, $150 in free bets when you make your first $5 bet with FanDuel at FanDuel.com slash on. Also, a reminder that while we thank you for making Locked On Big Ten your first listen every single weekday, you can head over to Locked On College Basketball when you're done here for your second listen to stay up to date on everything going on around the landscape in the top 25 and from top to bottom of D1 basketball. The experts over at Locked On College Basketball have you covered every day as long as well as the big name insiders, coaches, and players too. It's Locked On College Basketball, available wherever you get your podcasts and on YouTube. All right, we preview yesterday in the Big Ten. Let's take a look at today. Coming up as we have two more big games for potential teams floating right on the edge of making the NCAA tournament. First up, you have in a big matchup for Wisconsin, a game coming up for them to get back on track, really, as they face off against Maryland and the Terrapins. Wisconsin right now in the middle of a really rough losing streak. And as things currently stand in the Big Ten, they would be at the moment, and I'm going back through notes and stalling here. I apologize for not being able to get this right to you. Wisconsin, a nine seed right now. Maryland, an 11 seed. It's two teams that are really trying to stay in the tur- in this tournament field. But if you ask me, Wisconsin's the team that needs some more help here. And there's a bunch of reasons why, but what the, the biggest one is just because they can't shoot the ball as of late. This team was up what was, uh, I think, four of its last five now it's lost. It's been hurt and is starting to get players back, but that hasn't really been effective yet, at least, in changing things. But here's where we're at with this cold spell for Wisconsin. In the latest losses for the Badgers, which as it stands right now, is once again four out of their last five with losses at Illinois against Michigan State, at Indiana, a win against Penn State by just three points, and then a loss against Northwestern by three points. You could argue that just about all those teams are pretty good, and you can't really knock them for losing to any of them. But you also have games in which against Penn State, they're barely winning. Indiana, they're getting blown out. And then Northwestern, they're losing as well. Those are teams that are right on the bubble. And Wisconsin, while it's falling, at one point was hoping to be near a top five, six seed not too long ago. So can the Badgers get back to that? Well, let's take a look at what they need to fix. During this four or five game stretch in which they've lost four, Wisconsin's just shooting the ball terribly. And that's a big part of how you lose basketball games, of course. And the numbers are really, really bad. As a whole, in this stretch, shooting 40.6% from the field, just 31% from three-point range, and just 54% from the free-throw line. Truly remarkably bad numbers. Only other stat that really sticks out as far as what Wisconsin's been failing to do is the assist numbers, which makes sense. Badgers have single-digit assists as a team in each of their last three games, which is kind of hard to do. As a team, getting less than 10 assists, that tells you that it's not just the shooting. It's not just a matter of uh, them not being able to get good looks off. Because like what I said with, uh, let's say, what happened yesterday with Penn State. Penn State was terrible, 4 of 26 from 3. But there were some good looks there. They had open shots. 
they they had shots they were taking that I didn't think they were forcing. They just refused to go in. These stats indicate that Wisconsin is really struggling to find an actual flow on offense. It's leading to a lower quality of shot, and as a result, it's leading to lower quality or lower percentages shooting from the field. So while Wisconsin's absolutely struggling to find any rhythm on offense, the defense is also struggling too. Opponents are shooting 41% from three during this stretch. Maryland isn't playing terribly well either. Again, they're in the last four in and on an 11 seed line right now. So it's not like this is some sort of game that Wisconsin can't win or isn't going to win. But if you're looking at what Maryland has done recently and what Wisconsin has done recently, Batras have not looked good in any of their games as of late. Maryland just finished losing to Purdue by just three and picking up good wins as of late as well. It can play with teams in the Big Ten. It it just is not looking good right now with what Wisconsin has done as of late for them to be able to pick up this W on the road. I don't know. We'll get to lines and figure out my picks in these games in just a minute. But another big game coming on in the Big Ten tonight, Northwestern. We mentioned already. They're hoping to keep things going against Nebraska. That team is coming off a win against this Wisconsin team, hoping to make it a little bit of a run here to get themselves safely off the bubble and a chance to do it against a Nebraska team that is not tournament caliber and is one of the maybe two teams out of the four team in the Big Ten that you can go in and say, okay, we should win this game. But Nebraska has been pesky at times. So what is it that makes the Cornhuskers good when they are good and showing up to play? Well, to be honest, I was looking here and hoping, assuming, I would just find great shooting numbers. In the same way, I found terrible shooting numbers for Wisconsin. I'm surprised to say that it has nothing to do with the shooting. What has made Nebraska competitive in games? Uh, in the overtime loss to Purdue back in December, team shot just 32% from the field. In a 16-point win against Iowa to start off the conference season, they shot just 40% from the field. And in their most recent win against Ohio State, they shot 41% from the field. That's a team that is not just winning games because it's shooting well. In fact, it's shooting badly in these games that it's found itself close in. So what has been the difference? I looked up and down. I was trying to find, okay, are they producing more fouls than usual for some reason? Is there some sort of difference in what they're doing as far as assist numbers? No, it's the rebounds. It really is as simple as what your, your high school coach told you. You win the rebounding game, you got a good shot to win the ball game. And that's how Nebraska has kept themselves in games. In those three games I told you about, losing in overtime to Purdue earlier in the season, beating a good Iowa team badly, and beating Ohio State recently, those rebounding numbers as a team for Nebraska, 37, 40, and 37. Three of the highest totals all season. Nebraska as a team gets somewhere around like 25 to 35 rebounds on average. 37, 40, and 37. That is what keeps Nebraska in basketball games. So if you're looking at this game as a Northwestern fan and thinking, okay, how do you make sure that Nebraska doesn't pull off one of those against us? Get on the glass because it's not the shooting that beats you. If Nebraska is playing you tough, it's not the offense that is able to get good looks. It is the fact that just down low, they're able to get rebounds at least sometimes. And it could be one of those nights tonight that ends up costing Northwestern at this point, what could be an NCAA tournament bid at any single turn. Every game is that kind of important 
for these teams right here on the bubble. That's a look at what's coming up here on Locked On Big Ten, or at least on the Big Ten schedule for men's basketball. After we come back, we're going to get into the betting for this day or for today in Big Ten. Of course, lines according to FanDuel. But first, a look at the Big Ten players of the week that we have at least the latest of them. Big Ten, of course, sports going on all around and want to try to recognize everybody when they're doing well. Players of the week, Iowa Spencer Lee is the wrestler of the week for the Big Ten. And we have tri-gymnasts of the week. Uh, the three are Iowa's Adeline Kenlin, Michigan State's Nikki Smith, and Rutgers' Hannah Joyner. Once again, the scores from yesterday around the Big Ten. Penn State lost to Rutgers big time, 65-45 to the final score. Illinois took care of Ohio State, 69-60. to on the women's basketball schedule today, a couple of non-conference games. Wisconsin hosts Valparaiso and Northwestern hosts Chicago State. And on the men's side, three good ones for you. Wisconsin against Maryland is at 7. Northwestern against Nebraska also at 7. And also a game we hadn't mentioned yet, Indiana on the road at Minnesota at 9 p.m. Hoosiers trying to stay hot against that Minnesota team. My picks for the day. Northwestern minus two and a half on the road at Nebraska. This is the desperation pick. The team that needs the win has been getting the win as of late in the Big Ten, and Northwestern's been playing pretty well as of late, too, to give them their credit. I've got the Wildcats minus two and a half on the road. I've also got Indiana minus nine and a half on the road at Minnesota. This game gets played a week ago. I'm saying Minnesota covers it easy. The Gophers have had a knack for at least keeping things close against teams they shouldn't in the Big Ten. Indiana had been playing poorly, but all of a sudden, things have started to turn around. Indiana's looking like a legitimately good basketball team right now, and any sort of legitimately good basketball team should have no trouble beating Minnesota by 10. I've got the I've got Indiana minus nine and a half. And finally, I've got a home team favorite. I've got all favorites here today. Maryland minus four and a half against Wisconsin. I already talked about it. Wisconsin's just not playing as well as Maryland is right now. They need to show me something before I'm willing to put another bet on the Badgers. And my pick is on Maryland. Again, a team that just finished up losing to Purdue by only three points. And its losses have been better than what Wisconsin's losses have looked like in this recent stretch. Even though neither team's terribly hot, I'm going to go with the home team, Maryland, minus four and a half against the Badgers. Let's look around all of the news in the Big Ten here today. And thank you again for making Locked On Big Ten your first listen today. Coming up tomorrow, we'll have more on everything that happens today in Big Ten basketball and, of course, preview more on what's going on next. And until then, you can stay locked in on everything that you have to know about college basketball by following Locked On College Basketball. Andy Patton and Isaac Shade have everything you need to know on what's going on around the college basketball landscape in the Big Ten and everywhere else, too. So if you want to stay up to date on everything in the college basketball world, but there's, of course, too much to keep up with, you can do it over at Locked On College Basketball. Andy and Isaac have all the experts you need to know and talk to to get all the info that you want. It's available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. As is Locked On Big Ten, Locked On Big One Zero at the end when you're typing it out, not T-E-N. I'm Nate Dickinson at Nate with Sports with Locked On.